Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. I'm going solo this week. Last week, Trudy and I talked about how everyone has two lives and the second begins when we realize we only have one. This time, we're talking about happiness in that life. So I just posted something on Facebook. It was actually a message saying how a year ago this week was when I quit my full-time job uh, to coach full-time between the archery coaching, the personal training, life coaching, that type of stuff. Um, I had left the job that I was with for nearly 25 years. And then I think it was the very next day it came up that that was one year from my actual last day at the shop. I had mentioned in the post how financially, I'm probably right around where I was before in between the two incomes with myself and my wife, and maybe even a little less, but I feel so much better. I feel healthier. I feel much less stress, more rested, more relaxed. Um, Just the notion that I can do what I want schedule-wise is huge. I've mentioned a few times on the podcast when I went out to Utah, uh, I sat there when I went out to visit Jen and I sat at that picnic table and I'll never forget that moment where I just sat there and I was putting a post on my Instagram and on my Facebook page and I was really hit emotionally with a, wow, I don't believe this is happening. And in, in twenty, nearly 25 years, I was only on a plane twice. I, Marie and I went away for our honeymoon at this point 21 years ago and about six years ago we went to Texas for my cousin's wedding. That's it and a big portion of that was because I did not have the opportunity to do it and in terms of that I didn't have the vacation time, the PTO, the very limited vacation time I had. Uh, one week was told when I had to take it which in some cases Maria couldn't get that week off so that kind of decreased the value of it and then the other week Uh, that was there, the one guaranteed week ahead of my family, I kind of had to keep a couple of those days in the back pocket because we didn't have sick time either. So if my kids were sick and had to stay home from school, I mean, more so when they were younger, obviously when once they got older and less, obviously a serious illness, I would stay with them. But if it was just a, a fever or something, they can stay home and I'd be able to come home if there was an emergency or something. But I never really had that time available to me. So when I sat there for the first time, as much as I saw during the drive coming from Salt Lake City down to uh, to Hurricane, um, to sit at that picnic table, look across the street, and for the first time really take in those red rocks and the views and stuff. I mean, it hit me hard that, wow, this is really happening. And how do we measure happiness or success? I and mean, what's successful when you're looking at your friends or your family And what is successful? Is it the person with the biggest house? Is it the person with the fanciest car? Is it the person that has the cash to go out to dinner every weekend? I mean, what makes someone happy? I mean, is it the person that just gets to sit back and relax? I mean, where do we, what do we use as those metrics to measure that? Again, I mean, financially, I'm in roughly the same position and possibly even slightly lower than I was financially, but I'm not stressed. And I, I will go back. Um, let's go back a couple of weeks. I did the uh, the show with my friend Rita, 
and she po- she commented on how um, she didn't want to use the phrase, but that and quote unquote near death experience. And in both our cases, we've been there. I mean, she's got a titanium rod down her back and a couple of them and it screws in almost every vertebrae. I mean, she had major back surgery. I mean, I had the stent with the 99.9% blockage. As much as I didn't have a heart attack, I mean, what type of move could have been, I mean, the end for me? I mean, could I have just said, you know what, I don't feel good. I got to go to the hospital, but let me pick this up, this 40-pound pan, dump it into the machine before I go. And maybe that was that exertion that could have done it for me. So obviously that expedited my order in terms of leaving the shop. I, I'd been thinking about it for years. Uh, like I posted on Facebook with my post, it wasn't one of these, that's it, I quit type of moments. This was four years of contemplating that I didn't have what I deserved and in, in everything, not just in the paycheck, but in the, the time, the time for myself, the time with my family, the time for my family, all that Um with that amount of time served for any company, and it definitely should be more than one guaranteed week with your family. And I mean, I, I look back at, at that decision and I mean, are there moments where I'm like, Ooh, was this the right decision? I mean, maybe it might pop in my head every now and then, but overall I am happier than I've ever been. Uh, I'm much more relaxed. I, I feel so much better. I mean, obviously I had the stent put in, so that's I mean, helping me. But I mean, going to the gym, uh, starting my day um, with a good friend of mine who I'm training her, uh, but she's also my workout partner. So to start my day every day like that feels good. To not wake up at 4 a.m. every day like I did for those 24 years and definitely feels good. And so what do you do to look at yourself and measure your success? Is it a big paycheck? Is it that fancy car? I mean, what really determines whether we are successful in life and what is it that makes us happy? Is success what makes us happy? And I love watching TED Talks and I can get stuck on YouTube with everything, especially when it comes to music. Uh, But I watch a lot of different TED Talks and there's one, um, if you look up TED Talk, Hack Schooling. And it's a great uh, presentation done by, I believe it's a 13-year-old kid. And he talks about how he's homeschooled. And he says how adults will ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, I want to be happy. And they said that they don't think he understood the question. And he said, no, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I know I want to be happy. And he talks about how his homeschooling is done a little different. Obviously, when you're homeschooled, it doesn't follow that same format of going to a math class for an hour, going to an English class for an hour, and so on. And he talks about spending time in nature. And I know I've mentioned it on the podcast many times, how much I love spending time out in nature. I mean, most likely this weekend, I'll be spending a night on the Appalachian Trail just because I love getting out there. That's how I refresh. That's how I recharge. That's the rest that I need mentally and emotionally. Um, Obviously, physically, there is a a hike to go along with it. So there is some exercise aspect to it, but it's it's a casual hike. It's not a big cardio workout in terms of a run or anything like that. To me, that's one of the, the best feelings. And being able to do that, obviously, I'm most likely going to do it on a weekend, but now with my schedule, I can look at my schedule and see where I, I don't have any lessons or any classes or anything like that and say, you know what, I'm going to sleep on the woods Tuesday night into Wednesday instead. I have the ability to do that now. Um, 
with that said, I mean, I, I called up my stepmother today for her birthday, and my father asked out, so what did you do today? I said, I worked. I mean, here it is, a Sunday as I'm recording this, and I was at a private archery lesson, and then I went and did a private birthday party, and I was at the gym training someone this morning. So it's kind of like one of the reels on Instagram says, and you quit your job because you don't want to work a 40-hour week to be available 24-7, which in that case I am, but I love what I do. I love coaching. I love helping people. I love making people feel better. And so when we're talking about success and being happy, I mean, how do you measure it? I mean, how do you, I mean, first off, we shouldn't compare ourselves to others because everyone has a different situation, but do you compare yourself to others? Do you sit back and, and look at your neighbor who has the nicer car or, or look at your brother who might have the bigger house or look at, I mean, someone else in your family or a friend that might have the better pension and, and future lined up for them? And I've used the example many times of my father and my uncle. I mean, my father, career military, everything's in order now. I and mean, he's in his 70s, everything's in order, his pension, his retirement, and medical benefits, all that in order. And my uncle, and in his late 60s, and he doesn't have everything in order, but he's traveled the world. He's He's played music in Europe and in Costa Rica and has sailed from Key West to Cuba and, and really experienced and enjoyed life. So what's the better format? What makes someone happier at the end? And yeah, it feels good to be settled and, and secure in the future. But leading up to it, were you happy that time or did you have to be miserable for your 30 or 40 year career to be happy in the back end? Or are you better off being happy throughout those 30, 40 years or whatever it is, enjoying what you're doing? And then it might make things a little tougher, but you had those enjoyments. What's the right way to do it? I mean, it's kind of like kids. There's no owner's manual or instruction book. There's no right or wrong. And how do we go about measuring whether we're either successful or happy? And is success the key to happiness? And I've mentioned a story on here before that I heard years ago. Um, actually, it was in the year 2000. I was uh, actually working on a retreat weekend uh, with the church that we were members of at the time. And they were telling a story about two women, one who lived her life as a princess and had pretty much all the money in the world. And I mean, people followed her. And again, we're going back before internet days. Uh, they followed her and knew her every move and and really kept an eye on her and millions of people just knew everything about her yet she wasn't overly happy and then there was another woman who as much as and the media kept an eye on her and, and gave you a little feedback of what was going on she pretty much lived off the radar lived in poverty had pretty nothing but she was probably the happiest person on the planet and the two of them died a week away from each other first one is princess diana second one was mother Teresa. so again which one is happier, the one living in poverty or the one living in a palace with the royal family? I mean, what what creates happiness? Is is it really the things we have or is it the people we have around us or is it just the peace we have within ourselves? Like I said, me leaving the shop full time, and I think I have mentioned it on here, I do go back there uh, as much as there's many things about the place that I didn't like, the key reasons why I left. The biggest one being 
the lack of PTO, personal time off, vacation time, uh, no sick time, really no personal time. We did have two days. Um, but even those, we had to give a really good reason most of the time. We couldn't just say, hey, I'm taking a personal day and have them say, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. There was always a little and fussing about, do you really need to? Um, that was the biggest, the biggest reason why I left. With that said, for the 24 years, I mean, the owner was good to me. And my love of coaching, my love of helping people came from me coaching high school soccer and baseball. And when I went back, my coach asked if I'd like to volunteer, helping out. At the time, he did not have a an assistant soccer coach that really knew the sport. So I came in and helped out. Eventually, I got the official position. Same thing with baseball. I got the official position, and I was on that field with my coach between coaching and playing for him for nearly 20 years together. And for those 15 years of coaching, the the owner of the shop that I was at let me leave early six months of the year for 15 years. I'd leave for three months of the year in the fall to coach soccer, then the winter would go by, and then I'd leave for three months in the spring for baseball. Um, so I will always give credit for that, always be thankful for that. Um, and with that said, that is a big part of the reason why I do go into the shop a couple days a week for a few hours a day to help out, to help train the the new guy that's there to help get machines running so they can get the product out the door um so i personally didn't burn any bridges um but like i said overall happiness for me is at such a higher level now and some of the simple things i mean you know how much i do the archery between competing myself and coaching uh, there was a big tournament out in ohio coming up at the end of the month that I have decided not to go just based on, on budget. Um, a lot of the USAT, the U.S. archery team events, are they're expensive. They're just under $200 to register for the event. So in the last last moments, I was considering going out. I do have a cousin that lives out in Ohio, and I was going to meet with her, um, but did decide not to. But the fact that I had the ability to do it, if I really wanted to, I could have. My schedule allows for it. My flexibility allows for it. Um, my budget technically does allow for it. Um, I, I just opted not not to do it this time. Um, there's another event in the beginning of December that I was telling my wife that, you know what, this is something I'd really like to do. If if it was a little more convenient to get there and it what didn't require a flight plus a two-hour drive on top of it, there would be a good chance to go. In. I mean, I've already said that I'm pretty much committed to going to the Vegas shoot again next year, this time with my son. And these are things that I would never have been able to do if I was still tied down uh, with that limited amount of time. So my happiness is definitely at a higher level. And again, what, what, do we, what do we use to judge whether we're happy? I mean, obviously there's relationships and friendships and, and all that that surround us and the people that support us. I mean, I put a post out on um, about me leaving the shop and starting the business and actually I mean getting my beam motivation and coaching page going if you go to beammotivation.com you'll see my page and that has if you're in Connecticut has my information on the archery lessons on the personal training obviously life coaching can be done virtual and even training I can work with you virtually there and uh, I, I think a couple key people in there um, my friend Aaron he's been here for I mean one kind of that the whole brother from another mother. I mean, one of my one of my best friends, one of the few guys that would still 
pick up a phone or make an actual old-fashioned phone call. Um, he's the one that does the intro to the podcast and an amazing drummer, played in bands with him. And he's been there for me just support-wise. He's the, the one guy I talk about that I can be emotional with uh, and have been just recently talking with him. Uh, from a business standpoint, he runs his own business. He, too, has worked for different companies, and now he does DJing full-time for himself. So just getting business ideas from the, from the boring paperwork aspect of the business to advertising and, and fun stuff like that. Um, my friend Gina who I've mentioned, my, my unofficial life coach. I mean, she's shown me love and support from the beginning and has always I mean, told me that, I mean, this is like my calling and where to be to be coaching. And uh, her support has been amazing. Um, and then Jen, going out to Utah, that trip, I mean, that's really, really started this feeling of, yes, I definitely made the right decision. And when she opened up her, her home to me to come down there to visit her, go see the Red Rock, do the hiking. And like I said, sitting at that picnic table, looking out into the distance, and it was like, wow. I mean, that it hit me that I had made the right decision, that I finally have a life. And that's what I posted, that, that going back to that quote, we all have two lives. The second begins when you only have one. And something... I realized I was missing in my life was being able to live life, being able to do stuff, being able to go out. And yes, we need to be responsible adults. Um, and my parents read my posts. My parents, I don't know how much of the podcast they listen to, but obviously I need to be a responsible adult. We all need to. We need to pay our bills and pay our taxes and pay our mortgage. I understand that 100%. But it's kind of like I mentioned the importance of rest. I mean, what's more important when your buddy says, hey, let's go out for pizza and you have dishes to do and you say, oh, I'm too busy. Or if you want to go out for I mean, clam strips for your birthday, but it's, I mean, mowing the lawn is more important than that. I mean, what type of things do we, do we really need to do uh, to make us happy? And again, going back to that trip and, and being able to do these things. Like I said, I, I, I'm capable of going to that tournament out in Ohio. I can if I wanted to. I mean, we've already had plans to go to the Nationals. Again, I, that's an event where I have to be there from Wednesday through through Saturday. Where in the past, if I did that, I'd have no family vacation left. That would be it. I'd go to this tournament for three days. The other week, my wife can't get off, so now I'm there twiddling my thumbs. Where now I take the time when I want. Am I going to take more vacation than I did while I was at the shop? Probably not. In the in the grand scheme of thing, over the course of the year, am I going to take more than two or three weeks that I would have? Probably not. But I can take them whenever I want. So it just gives more value to my life, more value to my happiness. And these are the things that really should be the most important. I mean, what makes you happy? We kind of joke about the... You can't take it with you. I mean, you're not going to take all your money and put it in the box when they put you in the ground. I mean, again, I understand the aspect of we need to be responsible. We need to save money. We can't just go spend it. We need to have something for the future. 100%, I understand that notion. 45 years old, I needed a stent. 45 years old, my father needed a triple bypass. If we plan for the future too much, 
a future that might not happen, do we miss the present because of it? I mean, it, it's important that we live life and that we enjoy life. And I mean, it's not all about I mean, paying bills and paying taxes. I mean, we need to, again, responsibility is one thing, but get out there. I mean, I have a quote that I, I, I've seen many times, and I've mentioned how we all make time for tragedy. And everyone's probably had that call or that post on Facebook where someone we know has passed away. And you get that message on a Monday. You go into your boss and you're like, boss, I need Wednesday off. I have a funeral to go to. And you take the day off with no preparation. You take the day off. You make babysitting arrangements for the wake. You do this. You do that. You burn a day. And you go. No ifs, ands, or buts. Your buddy passed away, your friend, your family, coworker, whatever. We make that time and we always seem to get there. Whatever grass needed to be mowed, it could wait because you got to go to the wake. Whatever you're using that vacation time for, I'm going to burn it anyways. I got to go to the funeral. But when your buddy calls up and says, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's go get some pizza. Ah, I'm really busy. Lots been going on. I'm tired. Work's been tough. And you don't go. Why is that? Why are we always willing to go see the guy laying in the box, but we don't get to see the guy sitting across from the table from us? And, and that's a frustrating one. And we see it all the time. I mean, it's not just me and my friends or, or acquaintances. It's I mean, across the board. It's, it's kind of like that human nature thing. I mean, let's, let's make it a point to do things that truly make us happy, whether it's that hobby, whether it's spending time with the friends, and, and again, is success what makes us happy? Is it the big house? Is it the fancy car? Is it the, the fancy dinners? Were you just as happy driving around that 20-year-old clunker, living in your small home and just having a small cheese pizza with some friends? And again, I know I made this change. I've seen a couple people recently uh, posting. I have an archery student. I was just talking to her recently that... Um, she's working in the same field, but works independently as opposed to on a big corporate structured schedule format. And she says she's so much happier doing it the way she's doing it now. And it, it's a tough thing. It, it really is a tough decision, especially when we're comfortable. Like I said, I was at the shop for, I mean, about 24 and a half years. And I've been thinking about it for a solid four years or so. Like I said, the 20-year mark really said, ooh, no fanfare. I got to really think about this. When I hit 20 years and there was no extra week vacation, there was no bonus, there was pretty much nothing. I mean, pretty much got a little, hey, 20 years today. And I kind of jokingly said, ooh, do I get my watch? And then when I sat down for my review, it was like, first off, there's no watch. And it just kind of showed that, you know what, it's time to go somewhere where I'm appreciated a little more. And I mean, my independent clients and students and people that I train, um, they're the ones that show me that they, they appreciate it. I mean, I get texts all the time um, from my, my personal training clients and even the archery. I did an archery party today and they were so happy to have me there. Um, but just little little feedback like that that just makes me feel good. I mean, this birthday party today, I mean, it was a, a homeschool group I, I was giving lessons to for a while and 
they stopped for the summer. And as soon as I got to the house, all the kids are like, hey, Coach Jay, Coach Jay. And it's like just that simple excitement from the kids is, is what makes it worth it, what makes me happy. And so really think about what it is that makes you happy. Now, of course, I'm not telling all the listeners to go out and quit their job tomorrow. So please don't do that. And if you do do that, don't blame me for it. But if you do it and you do it the right way, I bet you a year from now, you're going to be happier. Um, Just really think about where you need to be and what dictates whether you're happy. I know it's not the dollar. The dollar does not make you happy because you can have all those dollars but never go out and enjoy them or use them for enjoyment. So what's the value of them? So let's really look at what's making us happy. Again, we can look at success and and say, is success happiness? I mean, I personally don't think it is. But at the same time, what do you consider to be successful? Is the guy that's making 50 grand a year but spending time with his friends and spending time with the kids and, and doing these little things, activities here and there, is that person happier than the one that's making a quarter million a year but is stuck in the office 14 hours a day? and can't even get up to get a snack, What's what really makes you happy? What's worth it? Is it worth it to have all that money and savings for later, but by the time later comes on, you're too old and not healthy enough to enjoy it? And so let's look at what really makes us happy. Let's make that the goal of what do I want to do when I grow up for those that are young enough and for those that are already grown up? And Maybe you need to make a change and make happiness the measurement of your success. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.